0: Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, October 25th, 2021, years after the year zero. Big show today, a lot to talk about. Dana White stops by, Darius Butler, AJ Hawk, the boys are on fire. The NFL is in mid season form. If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's go. The Cardinals still flawless. Mm. Hey, this team out there in the desert, fifth largest city in America, Phoenix, are a fucking wagon, dude. I saw Kyler Murray drop a ball into a bucket. I saw Kyler Murray drop a 60-yard ball. It looked like a seed was being dropped into a cup in the kitchen in which you were trying to grow shit on the window seal. Uh-huh. I saw Kyler Murray make plays that he has made in the past, but more consistently than ever this season. Kyler Murray is must-watch television every single time he's on. The defense led by J.J. Watt, Buddha Bakery, and the boys are flying around. Isaiah Simmons is also an absolute stud. Now, granted, the fighting, dave's old davis mills and old coach dave Coyle. Coyle. yeah of course they were fighting a little bit early they were giving up a little bit of a fight then they started showing what deandre was traded for a bag of balls and all these picks and then jj watt made a big behind the line of scrimmage tackle and running back and started celebrating and then the offense started rolling and then all of a sudden the cardinals just continued to be what they have been this entire season which is awesome they are fucking fun to watch. Yeah. So happy for the Cardinals fans. Good good luck to Zach Ertz as he found the end zone for the first time in his first game on National Tight Ends Day with Kyler Murray, who he said uh, they shared a lot of bonds with as they flew together to the last game sitting next to each other. Williams gets hurt. Zach Ertz comes in. The owner wants to win. Seems like the team's dialed in. Congrats to the Cardinals being number one yeah. in the NFC. Another team that's number one in their conference, which is something we could have never, ever, ever expected. But here we are, Monday. October 25th, overreaction Monday, after week seven of an NFL season being done, and the Cincinnati Bengals are currently sitting atop the AFC. This team just went into Baltimore and dog-walked them. What Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson, and that entire crew over in Cincinnati with no indoor practice facility. Okay, there's there's a... uh, Atmospheric river, or something mm. that uh, that rained in Santa Clara last night that we got to watch. Uh, the Colts, by the way, all the way back, we'll Ooh. talk about that later. But there is rain coming down in the Midwest heavy. We're heavy. talking he- head, we're talking Mother Nature and uh, Father Time, Even's getting in on this one, yeah. drenching all of the Midwest. Will Cincinnati Bengals be able to practice as hard as everybody else in the AFC that's potentially in a much warmer climate or has an indoor practice facility like every other team in the NFL? Well, we shall see. Jamar Chase, got to watch him in an interview in a kickoff show. I don't know if it was ESPN, Fox, NFL Network. Well, to be honest, yeah. I try to watch them all, but they're all kind all kind of same thing. Yeah. Oh, then- yeah. He doesn't even know. This dude doesn't even know how good he is. He has no clue. He's just flying around. Hey, you and Joe Burrow have a great connection. Uncle. Well, we had that year. We met in spring. We caught. We had a good time. Yeah, we just been keeping in touch. He has no idea. This dude is unfucking believable He's selfless as well. Obviously, the block against the Lions last week to uh, uh, make sure Mixon got in the end zone. Obviously, he has no idea how good he is. I don't think Joe Burrow has any care in the world how good they are. This team has all the fixings to go on a deep run except for the indoor practice facility thing which i do believe Mm -hmm. is a big deal okay i do believe that's a big deal but i don't need to continue to harp on it because this team is awesome they're atop the afc north and that big win over the ravens yesterday is something that is uh much like a statement which is kind of what the Bengals twitter said i Do we have your attention now, is what the Bengals tweeted, which is fantastic to think about. And it's not just the Bengals that are a wagon. It's not just the Arizona Cardinals that are a wagon. The Green Bay Packers, after that week one loss to Mm -hmm. the Saints, which was embarrassing. I think everybody knew it was embarrassing. It was a tough go for the Packers, especially after an offseason riddled with conversation and conspiracy about what the future of the Cheesehead Nation would be. Ever since then, I think Aaron has like 17 touchdowns, one interception. Uh, they have won the last uh, six games. He is on fire. He looks faster than he's ever been. He's making plays and throws that he has to have the utmost amount of confidence and control over a football, back shoulders, diving, falling down, touchdown throws. This dude who's on the powerlift squat rack every single Tuesday is playing great football. And the Packers' defense actually showed up. They seem to be the opportunistic defense of the past, which makes me worry. Are the Packers built for the long haul? Because we have seen over the last couple of years, and Ty, you might know this uh, for a longer time because I've only been a Packers fan for a little bit of time here. The defense, very opportunistic. Oh, yeah. Whitney Merciless, huge pickup. Good. Mm -hmm. He's going to keep going. I think he forced a fumble yesterday. That's good news. But the opportunistic defenses, and I might be wrong in saying this. I'm sure there has been anomalies that aren't. You know, this is a very broad brush. It's like a, a, a basketball team that shoots threes. Yeah. Ooh. Okay? And I got a chance to watch this uh, when old Beeline was coaching the West Virginia team, and Pitt Snoggle was there, and Beeline was there, and I, I believe Gansey was there. Oh, yeah. Young Beeline was there. There was an incredible crew. And they shot threes, okay? They shot threes, they shot threes, they shot threes. How you doing? Keep it moving. Sweet 16, we're partying. Elite 8, we're partying. How you We're keeping it moving? And then all of a sudden you get cold. Uh, and, and the rim, for whatever reason, just seems to be a little smaller. And in the biggest moment... In the biggest game that you need to go to the next one, for whatever reason, the universe said, nah, you're cold. If an opportunistic defense gets cold at the wrong time, you can lose. That's for the Packers fans to worry about another day, I guess. But after watching the Packers yesterday with how damn good they are, Ty, as an owner of the team, you have to be incredibly
1: thrilled. Oh, yeah, absolutely static. And I think that Rodgers alluded to it after the game. Like, they're still not quite there yet. I mean, they're still kind of finding the the little things in the offense that you know they're not hitting on right now but they believe they will down the road so i mean make no mistake about washington stinks they are not good but like you said i mean the defense hadn't had a red zone stop all year i think they had three yesterday the the i mean usually when they do this the turnovers do come in bunches and like sacks come in bunches and then when they go cold like it It completely stops, but we'll see. They're really banged up right now. And I mean, at at this point, you know, even if they don't look great, they're still winning by two touchdowns and and win with relative ease. So I'm very excited with where they're at.
0: Two years ago, they were winning games, but it was ugly. They were winning games, very ugly, made it to the NFC Championship. Last year, they were winning games. Beautiful. A lot of swag, a lot of confidence, a lot of everything. The team seemed to be tighter. They lose in the NFC Championship. How do you put those two years aside and go on a deeper run? I guess they're trying to figure out right now. Uh, COVID-19. Team, positive test for Joe Barry defense coordinator oh. hope he survives obviously yeah, absolutely Jeez. T's and P's there but also this defense that could potentially get hot don't know if now's a great time for uh, the defense coordinator to have to battle COVID-19, right. which as somebody who has been in that war, it is a little bit of a fight. If you get the bad strain or whatever, right. it could be a little bit of time, especially for me. I couldn't produce a negative test for like 11 days. Yeah, now. Damn. I was vaxxed too. I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how that falls into anything at this point of life. But that is something that maybe the defense can continue to rally around. I don't know. But the Packers are fucking unbelievable. Yeah. So much fun to watch. It's exciting. It's entertaining, just like the Tennessee fucking Titans. Oh. <laughs> this Tennessee Titans team just beat the Bills primetime Monday Night Football. Yep. And we actually said after that game, nothing a part of that game made us think that the Bills aren't still a wagon, right? The Bills still, they're in a bye this past week, so I guess we'll find out what they look like this upcoming weekend. But the Bills, after losing to the Titans on Monday Night Football, nobody said they're not a great team still. They just lost to the Titans because of, whatever reason they beat the titans the titans beat the bills then the chiefs okay and they beat the hell out of the chiefs oh yeah they they sent the chiefs fans into trade patrick mahomes (laughs) Chiefs fans you gotta remember this Chiefs team before they had Alex Smith with Andy Reid remember that did happen before Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid their fans were showing up to the games in bunches waiting for their quarterback to throw an interception and boo their own quarterback Mm -hmm. this is a diehard loyal fan base that had a lot of hard hard times Mm -hmm. cold games bad football and then all of a sudden that thing turned around when Andy Reid showed up they've got to the promised land now it's like hey we still got a great team what the fuck's going on and to be fair I don't know about trading Patrick Mahomes, a man you, you know, gave five hundred million dollars to over the next eight years or whatever. I don't know if that's necessarily the right answer, but they got some shit to deal with. Yeah, them. yeah,
2: they stink big
0: time. Hey, they are not at Tone Diggs here. Host of Hammered Don says they stink at Boston Connor, whose Patriots did a very similar thing to the Chiefs as the Chiefs uh, uh, the Chiefs got from Tennessee to the New York Jets, which we'll talk about at some point because I guess it matters. You know, uh, I don't think so. It dies. You guys beat the shit out of the Jets. Yeah, it was a lecture. Bill Belichick was celebrating. Brian Hoyer comes in, in the second half, still throw. Hey, we need to bury you. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get back to the Chiefs' turn, Digs. Yeah, Chiefs stink, you uh-huh. say. Why is that, you think?
2: Well, there is the quote-unquote curse of teams that lose the Super Bowl. They are, I think, like 10 teams have been, after they've lost the Super Bowl, and losing records the next losing records the next season, like only half make the playoffs. Okay. Plus their defense is terrible. Patrick Mahomes he's trying to do way too much.
0: Okay, and listen, all these things you're saying are very valid, but you can't like you can't just piss off football gods on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't say, Hey, I'm gonna disrespect the entire fucking game. You can't do that. And I, I know that we blamed a lot of people for The 21 situation, where Jackson Mahomes did a lame dance on his actual you know, honorary. It, we blame the Washington football team. How the hell did they get in there? There was other photos showing more people than just Jackson and Pat's wife sitting on there oh, and everything. How they get, And by the way, the Washington football team has also been cursed by the guys. Yeah, I mean, true. And, you know, they just fumbled on the half yard line yeah. after a, Scoring a Lambeau <laughs> Leap. Yeah, I mean, the football yeah. gods are also punishing them. I think the football gods potentially ranning in on Patrick Mahomes. Now, whenever you talk about Patrick Mahomes trying to do too much and everything like that, it, the immediate thought is, Well, he has to be in a different frame of mind than he was in in the past whenever he was this guy who was carefree, Mm -hmm. making plays, celebrating. He was almost a maestro of Chiefs kingdom every single time. And I would not put it past the fact of the distraction of Jackson (laughs) dancing on a man who's beloved by everybody in the football community, Sean Taylor, than any other situations where Jackson's dumping water on people. Remember... Basically, everybody loved Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes is babyface. Patrick Mahomes is winning Super Bowls, beating people's favorite teams, and they're still going. Oh, that guy's awesome to watch. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is aw- this guy's the future of the NFL. He liked ketchup. He was relatable. Yep. He was a, a late. Re- he had to sit behind somebody before he came in. He was babyface, the most babyface probably in all of sports. And then now his brother dumping water on people dancing on sean taylor his wife is in the public eye his mom is in the public eye so maybe there's a little bit more scrutiny i'm not saying that patrick mahomes is letting anything off the field maybe adjust him but off the field his life was much different i think just a few years ago than it is now whenever you put 500 million dollars on somebody's head and say hey this is what we value you at you are our franchise for the next 10 years we need you to do that he's young shit. He has accomplished a lot i don't know if he thought he became untouchable or anything started believing his own hype i don't believe that's the case but when you have other shit also happening in other pressures and worries and conversations that have to take place that can distract you from your main mission which is like being the best football player of all time so i wouldn't put it We we joke about jackson mahomes in that shit happening yeah. and it being but that is an added layer of something that patrick has to deal with that he didn't have to deal with in the past that isn't necessarily fun, especially if you're somebody that's beloved by a lot of people and you have to deal with some bullshit happening. So I'm not saying that that is the reason why Patrick Mahomes is playing worse. He's missing throws. Yeah. Mm -hmm that we never thought he would miss ever. He's missing Travis Kelsey by 10, 15 yards. Mm -hmm. He's missing people. Now, he's still making plays. Let's not get it twisted. He's still Patrick Mahomes. But the glimpses of what the fuck was that that we had not seen in the past are currently happening. And I think it has to be something going on in his life in between his ears. And maybe it's too much pressure from trying to make too many plays. But also, maybe it's everything else in his life potentially taking place and making him not be as dialed in and as... Free as he once that, was, and
2: we cannot, we absolutely cannot look past the fact that the Chiefs may have been disheartened and saddened and devastated that the fact that Chiefs superfan yeah. X Factor retired yeah. this week. You're uh, right. so it, they decided
0: to have a game of silence.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. right. And no he, points. No,
0: we'll, we'll do nothing this game mm-hmm. because that's just. <laughs> X-
3: Thank you, X Factor. <laughs> Thank you, X Factor. Thank you. Love you, X Factor. Thank you. They need him.
0: That team was so much fun, so much promise, and it's not dead. They have too much talent. They have too many, you know, football brains over there for them to continue to play the way they play. Because there's been greatness that has happened in clusters. It just haven't. We haven't seen this type of shit happen with the Kansas City Chiefs. And the game ended, obviously, with not ended. There were still some, I guess, drives afterwards where we saw old Buddy come in who is. Fantastic. But Patrick oh, yeah. Mahomes got kneed right in the head. Oh. His, His neck got smashed back as if he was one of those um trash dummies on those cars uh-huh. you see those heads just kind of flat back that's what he looked like they had to help him off and there's pictures and the video they're showing on the highlights at the end where the trainers are walking him but there is a good because the field is 53 and a third wide right so 53 and a third yards is how wide the field is he was about on maybe the far hash so he's still got about 30 yards to walk there i think you know to get to his sideline there was a good 15 20 yards at I'm not seeing on a lot of highlight packages where a lot of his teammates were like almost helping yeah. him up and shielding his face almost. But they're saying it was a coach's decision to keep him <laughs> out of the rest of the game. Who knows what's going to happen moving forward? The Chiefs are still incredibly talented, but they do appear to be dead. dead. But on the flip side, Titans seem to be well oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and good. Well, let's bring in the sidebar here for every reaction Monday, shall we, so we can make sure that we stay on all the topics that we need to talk about. Because if I didn't put out a tweet yesterday about the Bengals or another team that was good, I was being told that I was being a disrespectful asshole. Whoa. And that's what I was told. After you saw what the Bengals just did, after everything you said, not even one tweet, now that's oh contraire, mon frere, because I actually put one up of Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson right. hit like a 52-yard yep. field goal in Baltimore. It it was unbelievable. Oh, here we wow. go. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Thanks, Sleek. It is. Hey, this thing moves, too. Like, it is. What? Yeah, it is a mover and a groover. I don't even know. Foxy doesn't oh. even know that it's up there. I can't see it, so you might be out of frame a couple Boom. times.
4: Boom. Oh.
0: Huh? That thing's awesome. Who's the real show? Interact. What's a real show? Hell yeah. This show has a... Do that thing yet? Get rid
3: of it. Uh, Get rid of it. Make it...
0: Oh, 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 and then oh, <laughs> the sliding. Right. Are you kidding me? This, you see what we're doing right here? That's moving up the ladder, like yeah, anyway, yeah. professionally. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's right unbelievable. Uh, but it, it is, there's a lot that we need to talk about that we haven't talked about just yet. Uh, Tom Brady threw a 600 thud.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's a number that. Maybe one other person will get to, and his name is probably Aaron Rodgers, but that's going to take a while. And will that be with Green Bay, all of them? Uh, Seems like it, it
1: might be. Aaron Man, really. walked
0: off the field, by the way, going. <laughs> Aaron walked on. What the hell's going on? Oh, everything yeah. all right back there? Foxy is literally reaching and standing over Zito's shoulder to see what's going on on the TV. In this way, he yeah. has six TVs in front of him. Is everything? I have no eyes on the sidebar, so me and him have to work together. On oh, I put up a graphic, geez. and when the sidebar comes down, hey. we're dancing here. Hey, you guys are doing great. Here, here we go, boys. Boys. Hey, go, boys. Here go boys. Here we go, boys. Here we go, boys. They really are dancing, by the way. Foxy was just doing a full lean and Zito did a turn and then they did. (laughs) It looked like all panic. But the 600th touchdown thrown by Tom Brady is legendary because that is a number that you have to play so long and play in so many games Mm -hmm. to get to. So to accomplish that, there's some stats and things that happen that is very much team-based. And this is definitely a team-based one. He can't throw them and catch them. We've heard that actually (laughs) out of the Brady camp before. But this is one where you have to have a sustained amount of greatness to at the hardest position in all of sports to reach. Aaron might get there. Maybe. Okay, And there's a lot of great young quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would say, hey, he's going to catch Tom in rings, people were saying. He's going to catch him. These things to see what he's going through right now. Remember, Tom over a twenty-year period. I think they had the home. They had a home playoff game, like maybe 13 of those years or 14 years. I mean, just an absolutely unbelievable run. So maybe Aaron will be able to get there. Maybe somebody else will be able to get there. But it is going to be difficult. Even though the rules are changing to be a pass-happy league, it is going to be incredibly difficult to get to 600. So he throws it to Mike Evans. And I love the fact that it seems like they did not even talk about this before the game. Like, hey, Tom might throw his 600th touchdown, which is a number that I think most of the old football people, if they would have heard, would have shit their pants immediately oh, yeah. that somebody was going to throw 600 touchdowns. It wasn't even like that. It wasn't a conversation piece because if it was, Mike Evans would have at least been on the lookout. Remember, when Aaron threw his 400th, I think, to Devontae, right. there was an entire situation where Devontae had the ball ready for him. It was an entire It was an entire thing. So for this one, it seemed like Mike Evans had no idea, no clue. He actually dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Then he went and picked the ball back up and I thought I thought that oh he was picking it back up to give it to Tom I didn't even know it was a 600 touchdown at that point no 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 actually it seemed as if the Buccaneers made a decision that after scoring touchdowns they were going to give balls to the fans much like Cam Newton did in the past with Carolina great way to build up a fan base great way to interact with the fans great way to look like hey we're all in this thing together I enjoy it immensely although those balls are very expensive and they mean a lot now let's fast forward to 600th ball ending up in stands Tom Brady probably going what the fuck just happened <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Mike. Kevin's going I am so sorry I am so sorry he's actually they have shots of him on the sideline being like I did not know which even more so how humble is Tom and everybody around Tom not even to mention that to anybody like hey 600s about to happen so what happens after front row gets it and then equipment managers who are immediately going to grab that and save that for um, Tom or whatever and that's what happens whenever for instance I had a fumble recovery in a game and I walked off the field with it And they asked for the ball back, and I said, no, 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 thank you. And I gave it to Frog, our equipment manager. I I tossed it to Frog. I was like, I'm going to keep this ball. This is a fun recovery. He's like, okay, you want to kick this ball, though, right, the rest of the game? It's the best ball we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll go give it back to the guy. You just told to go fuck yourself. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's the equipment managers that grab it, anything, whether it's uh, whatever the case. The equipment managers grab it, they put it away, then they give it to you afterwards. So the equipment managers probably, oh, shit, here, i got to go find this ball. So they go over and have this negotiation with old buddy over there. Okay, You see the negotiations happen. The cheerleaders are actually walking through the shot while old Buddy is... that Whoever's doing the negotiating there, I don't know if it's equipment manager, if it's somebody else in there, director of football operations maybe, whoever's on the sideline. In his mind, that is one of the biggest negotiations he's ever
3: been a part of. Oh, yeah, by far.
0: Now, Tony Romo is describing it in an incredibly interesting fashion mm. that I don't think anybody...
3: He's weird. Might have been boozed yeah. up, so we don't know. We're not sure. Corona time, his description accounts.
0: of what that negotiation was was very fascinating. Wild. And I wish Tom Brady would actually come out and say, uh, by the way, I wouldn't agree to that." Whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever was being said there for this ball. But everybody on the internet was on the side of the sombrero man holding the ball, and I understand that because that is a magical moment. I also wore sombreros to parties and things like that. I think it's a good idea, especially in Tampa. Incredibly sunshine. In a sunshine state, you can get burnt. And everybody was saying, you do... Do not give that ball back. You do not give that ball back. Then we got Ken Golden of, of Golden Sports Auctioneers getting tweeted out and saying <laughs> he's guessing that it's worth $500,000, that ball. Immediately, it's worth five hundred dollars And there's other people saying that he can't give his ball back and everything like that. It has allegedly been negotiated that the guy who had the 600-touchdown ball Accepted a deal from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that will give him a different game ball that was used, a thousand dollar gift card to the team store, oh. a helmet, a couple nice jersey, and something nice in return from ah. Brady. So this guy is going to get a bunch of shit from Tom Brady. Probably be a part of a documentary or five at some point. Go maybe, hey, maybe him and Tom go have some lunch and dinner or whatever. Gets to experience that, and everybody on the internet's worried about that six hundred ball not being his anymore. What about Tom Brady? What mm. about Tom wanting to have his 600th ball at the house? Yeah. anybody ever think about old Tom Brady, who's going to give this guy probably a million dollars worth of experiences? Yeah. Everybody's worried about the the 600 ball. What's that all about? Everybody's telling them that that guy should have told the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go fuck themselves and kept the ball. It's like that's insane, and that, that would not have been my first thought, I guess. Especially if Tom Brady's like, "You'll get that. We'll do some cool. Hey, we'll do some shit. How about that?" And people are like, "Should not have given the ball." I'm like, "What are we talking about?"
1: No, definitely not. I mean, you. You go into the game. It's not like that guy expected to get that ball anyway. So anything, like yeah, once you have it, that's pretty cool. But I was five hundred thousand dollars to win the lottery. But
2: if you do, well, true. Yeah, yeah, but I was, I was true. also
1: thinking, like, hey, if the NFL really wanted that ball, like they let that guy leave the stadium and, doof, doof, you know, like, shoot him in the back of the head and yeah. get the ball back. Well, if the NFL, I don't really, know, they yeah. really wanted that ball back, like they'd get that ball back and we'd never hear from that guy again.
0: So there's been people that have had balls. I think in the audience and then secure in the stands and security has come and just taken the ball from <laughs> whether it be a kicking ball or something else like that. And that's why I found it so fascinating that everybody was like, yeah, you give that ball, but he better not give that ball back. It was like, I think they're going to get that ball if they want to. The fact that right. he's just becoming a friend now almost, or getting all this other shit from Tom, I think that is quite a benefit. I thought he handled it very well. I thought the guy was like, Oh, you got to give me something for this in return. Like I, Great, True, cool. Great, great idea there. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and make something out of this. Let's make this a business venture. But everybody that was saying you can't give that ball back, I'm like, what the? F-? I guess five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. But is Ken Golden paying that? <laughs> is, is Tom Brady
2: who's paying? I'm that? very torn because, like, if you're a, a fan of the team and a fan of Brady, you give the ball back because you know that's your responsibility as a fan. But also, if you're a fan of yourself, you, I'm very. I was very torn on it. I don't know what I would. do. I'd I would give it back probably. Uh, you you would not have given it back? No, I think I would have. Well, they were going to get it
0: from you anyways. Right? Yeah, that's I, what that's that was just to your point. Like everybody in the, in on the internet was basically like, no, you keep that ball or whatever. It was like, I think he got out of with a lot of shit out of that. Oh, like for sure, well, I, I think thousand dollars team store. That's going to get you two jerseys. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, right. That'll get you two jerseys. New ones. <laughs> I, I, if that thing's stitched on, and maybe you get Tom to sign those and. Maybe put a message on it if we're looking to sell stuff and make money off of it or whatever. But I think they would have got that ball from him if he wanted. So him even getting anything was a great move. But we live in a world where maybe he was able to put that thing up for sale. How about the NFT of him negotiating? Exactly. Oh, there you go. And now we're something as well. We live in a world where he could profit off of this,
1: definitely. Well, and also, if he is a Brady fan, like you said, like the million dollars worth of experiences, like why— it's like, hey, you're getting to meet, you know, your favorite player, and probably, yeah, like going out to lunch with him. If you're a prick about that, and like, nah, I'm keeping this fucking ball. Like that, that's never happening, you know. So it's like, it, it almost seems like it'd be a no brainer to to kind of imagine
0: though, if that guy gets that ball. Goes out in the parking lot, takes a picture of it, puts it up on old Ken Golden's auction thing, mm-hmm. and his, somebody says, yep, I'll take you, 500 grand, and by the time he gets to his car on the way out of there, he has a check for $500,000.
1: That would be pretty that
0: sweet. That would be
3: fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> yeah. you for, force Brady and David Baker to go into an auction on their own, and then they're just bidding for because I honestly thought David Baker was going to come down in the stands, <laughs> pick that guy up, and just carry him out with the ball. Well, David okay, Baker not.
0: did retire, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, David yeah. Baker did retire, but the hall of fame cuz they got all of Justin Tuckers they got in Justin Tuckers entire uniform his cleats the ball and everything for that 66 yarder i i, I always thought that the player had to okay it you know, like the player, yeah, you can have it, you can have it. Like, Tom, I think he took the 600 ball home. Yeah. So if that was to end up in the Hall of Fame, which you would expect and assume it would end up there, I think Tom would have to give that to the Hall of Fame. Or does the Hall of Fame in the NFL have the ability to take whatever? I, I don't know. I honestly do not know I the think answer.
3: it's loaned sometimes. Like, I think the Like Tucker a museum. Stuff, like, 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 I think tr- Tucker yeah. might get that stuff back.
0: Yeah, I would hope that at some point Tucker would be able to put that in his own because that would be, well, I have some balls from some games that I – like – nowhere near Hall of Fame worthy but there's some shit in the house that you look at you're like oh that's pretty I remember that moment and that's basically what a museum is
1: I it's kind of like what Ursay does with his music collection right like he'll loan certain pieces to like a museum for a couple weeks and then he gets them back but like he does you know because he wants people to be able to see it so he does just like loan it out and then gets it in return
0: I wonder if they tell you at the Hall of Fame like this thing's only here for another month hey you want to come see the cleats Justin Tucker kicked yeah. that 66 yarder <laughs> with you better get to Canton, Ohio in the next 32 Days. This contract is expiring. Justin Tucker said if he don't have these fucking cleats by the (laughs) thirty third day, he is gonna beat your ass. So that would be is that something they gotta do? Or is it just an ever changing amount of shit in there because there's just such a, depth, uh,
3: such a depth in the NFL. Well, for Brady, too, you assume they're going to have, like, a whole section of just his stuff, so you wonder if that he actually is down to, like, give them jerseys from Super Bowls and that type of stuff because he knows he's going to have his own wing of the place.
0: So then those jerseys and Super Bowls is an entire another conversation because, I mean, we saw an Emmett Smith video <laughs> yeah. that just rekindled some memories. I've seen some teammates potentially, you know, have one jersey for early warm-up. Mm. Oh. One jersey for later warm up. Oh. One jersey for first half. Mm-hmm. One jersey for second half. You know, and then those are all game worn jerseys. Of course, yeah, of course, because they were worn on game day, <laughs> on the field. There's an entire like, I mean, for instance, I, I I saw a guy come up to me and say, "Hey, I bought this 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 ball that Adam Vinatieri kicked to win a game or whatever." And it was a K ball. It was from the game. That thing was never on the field. <laughs> that thing was never kicked one time. I told him that. He asked me and Vinny to sign it, and I was immediately like, No, nah, I don't think we kicked this ball, dude. No, nah, yeah. That's ball seven. That thing would have never made it on the field. <laughs> Sorry. But it was, this was AK ball mm-hmm. that was on the field when Vinny did kick it through, though. So we'll say, Hey, Vinny did kick yeah. a ball through on the day that this ball was on a field as well. That's just all those things, the way things are termed, the way things are. That that memorabilia game is fucking insane. And I guess the Hall of Fame has to be in on it too. What's going on, Zeke? So Brady at postgame said that he doesn't keep any of his stuff. Is that a weird move? Well, he got that one stolen, right? all yeah. oh, that game jersey. He yeah. had a yeah, jersey stolen. And, and I would assume every one of Tom Brady's stuff the NFL keeps. For yeah. sure. Because there's the um, – the equipment room came up to me a couple times, and they're like, "Is there any way you can sign this? This was your blah 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 when." Vinny did this or you did this and this and this is a moment that's going up in there where you sign like either a jersey or I was wearing a glove or something like that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And they just I think they immediately send it up there. So I wonder if it's always David Baker, whoever's going in for David Baker in all the teams like we need this, we need that. And they just negotiate a deal. And do the players see any of it? I wonder. Probably
2: not. If you're Brady. Why would you keep it? There's, he has no, if you're an alien, you have no reason to keep earthly possessions.
0: Oh, uh, you're saying because it's going to end up not mattering, anyways. Correct. Yeah. Because he's going right back to his planet. Correct. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that 600 ball will probably disintegrate in the atmosphere.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Plus, he only cares about the next ring. He doesn't huh? care about the 600 ball. He said he would
0: have gave up two rings for that undefeated. You oh. would give- Yeah, I'd give up two of the rings. Probably. Yeah, Fucking take it, Rick, over there at Pawn Stars. <laughs> take these. Yeah. Give me the undefeated season <laughs> mm-hmm. back. Deal. How you doing? Keep it moving. It's uh, it's a fascinating thing that we get to see like the greatest of all time evolve. You know, on the field, off the field, as a human. I think my favorite move that Tom Brady has made, he wears his hat backwards now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cool guy. Hey, cool dude. Cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is midlife crisis, right?
1: Uh-huh. This Big is time. when it
0: starts happening? Yeah. This is awesome. I am so happy about that. I saw, so Adam Vinatieri has always been swagged up.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, he's a Pison. I mean, so mm-hmm. you're going to yeah. do what you're going to do. There came a time, though, towards the end of his career, where he started wearing the cleanest the cleanest suits I've ever seen in my entire life. The most fresh watches, bracelets, Ooh. shoot Gucci, shoot Gucci flip-flops. Damn. He started like evolving completely. And I'm like, Vinny, you're fucking killing it right now. He's like, yeah, I gotta stay young, you know, whatever he like. <laughs> I think that was like his thing, you know? And I think Tom Brady wearing the backwards hat is is an ev- evolution here of Florida Tom. This is yeah. Florida Tom now. Yeah, Florida Tom's got the backwards hat. Florida Tom's throwing touchdowns to everybody. Mm-hmm. Florida Tom's winning Super Bowls. This is Florida Tom, and I couldn't be happier.
3: Well, and it's a 1,000% of midlife crisis because he said last week, I think, like, I could play till 50 or 55, but I'm going to miss too much family time. So you know he doesn't want to hang him up, but he's eventually going to have to because he's going to wake up and his son's going to be 40, like Bruce Arians said when he retired. That's one of my favorite moments of all time. <laughs> <laughs> my wife told me that
0: her son Jake had turned 40, and I said, 40? Where do years go? That's four decades of somebody's yeah. life. Long, long time, long, yeah. long, long time. time, long time. Zeta's got his backwards head. Maybe that'll help you out, Z. Oh, maybe yeah. this. Should, hey, maybe this will yeah. make the Bears better at football. Turn. I almost gave up. There's news
2: out of the Bears, and we're in socks for a year.
0: Yeah, breaking news out of the Bears. Although you guys definitely stink, you have no idea what the future <laughs> looks like. Justin Fields might be a guy, though. Your head coach Matt Nagy is now officially. Tested positive for COVID. Via Brad Biggs, two Gs, two Gs, (laughs) BBGGs, Brad Biggs (laughs) says Matt Nagy announces he has tested positive for COVID-19. First things first, we hope Matt Nagy survives.
3: Yes, Absolutely. absolutely.
0: Second conversation. There was fire Matt Nagy chants happening in the stands, I guess, of yesterday's game down in Tampa. And uh, that is probably not the only place where that is being chanted around Chicago. You guys gave up a bunch of first-round picks in the future. You have your rookie quarterback who's going on his second play caller already in seven weeks. Mm. Your coach probably going to get run out of town, new GM. The whole place is going to have to be. I guess, built around Justin Fields. Is Justin Fields a guy long-term? We all hope he will be. Stats tell us, though, that not every first-round quarterback who was great in college is great in the NFL. Uh, At Viva Lazito yesterday, you said, and I saw it publicly, this is almost like when somebody's on their um, potential deathbed. And they go, hey, Jesus Christ, you keep me around, I will become the most religious person of all time. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, They beat whatever it is on the other side of that. They feel obligated to God to become the most religious person, they go and do it. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but that does. People make deals with things all the time. Zito made a deal. With the football gods yesterday and asked the football gods if they cared about him or not. Zito said, If the Bears come back and win this, I will be a vegetarian. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, that what you said? Yeah, and then I upped the ante at two years after that. After whenever they went yeah, down the 20 football. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once it got uglier, he said, I'll go vegetarian for two years. I even did the Tony, I'll shave my whole body. Never happened, but I the did way. do that. No, you didn't. No, we did. no you didn't. Tony. Tony. I nope, I did. Did. Uh, body, head. Body, head. That's what you're he on difference. Loopholes. Yeah,
2: a lot of I could go for hours on not what I did
0: <laughs> did you do what the Bears did which is trade away the future to get a quarterback that you have no idea if the head coach and the GM are going to be around for I would not another. do that what are they doing up there you guys stink huh? now granted this is the Bucks. alright let's yeah. not and they're out Super drunk and AB they're, they're a very good team yeah but it is ugly. There, it is an ugly, boring team to watch play football. There's no way that is what Chicago Bears fans would
1: like up there. Well, and I think it all, it, a lot of it goes back to, like, N- Nagy's supposed to be, like, an offensive guru. Their offense fucking stinks. stinks. It has, like And, you know, like, how can you look at him and be like, oh, this is the guy we want to have Justin Fields under his tutelage? I mean, we saw what happened with Darnold and Gase. Like, that can ruin a guy's career pretty much. And, I mean, it'd be cruel now, but... Why don't they just shit can him while he's got wow. COVID and just be done with it? <laughs> hey, listen. You know? Hey, you, you got a lot
0: to battle over there with Mr. 19. We don't know if it's the Delta, Delta Plus, <laughs> the Delta Beta, Why? the Delta Alpha. Why? By the way, COVID's still happening. I guess. Oh, so, yeah. Big
3: time. Joe Barry. Joe mm-hmm. Barry.
0: That's what I'm saying. Joe yeah. Barry, defense is getting opportunistic turnover. Seems like them being a complete shitbag defense might be changing get Whitney Merciless in there how you doing here we go defense coordinator who's brand new to your team is
1: now out probably 10 days Yeah, can't do it before they play the best offense in the NFL on a short week
0: and stadiums are filled everywhere
1: yeah
0: (laughs) it makes sense man we hope he survives we hope he survives we hope everybody survives I battled in there. Listen, oh, yeah. I battled against old huh? Mr. 19. Maybe he'll come out of the COVID cave with, like, some actually some offensive plays. Oh, like Diggs did. Smart. When Diggs yeah. got COVID, he came out of his COVID cave, the best gambler we had ever seen in our entire lives. Maybe he'll be the best. It best. actually created Hammer. Becoming a daily show because it was like, this guy just went into his cave. He, uh, he sweat. What? I think he had the uh, aches. What? He had the chills. What? Uh, he wasn't allowed to see his family. Why? He was isolated. Why? He was lonely. Why? He slept a lot. Why? But when he was awake, Why? he just scoured FanDuel Sportsbook. That's what he literally did for like seven, eight days or whatever. Came out on the other side. Like, There's a lot of good bets we've been missing. Mm. And now we've capitalized on that with him and Gumpy having a daily show. Maybe Nagy will come out of COVID-19 and his superpower will be to remember how to move the ball on offense. Whenever he was a guy who was the... The offensive guru brought in there to do well, but we spent too much time on the Chicago Bears. That team stinks. Let's get back to a couple other things. <laughs> Let's get to um, the Rams not being able to cover against the Detroit uh, Lions. I mean. uh, come three. on, come dude. On. The Super Boost had hit three straight. Mm-hmm. If you were at a craps table, whenever one roller hits like one number, they put a little fire thing oh, yeah. on it. You can actually bet... That people are going to go on a run if they're going to if they hit two numbers, boom, there's two fires. Then you hit three numbers, boom, there's three fires in the whole place. Normally, oh oh, oh here
3: we go, oh, 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 oh
0: come on, six, six, yeah. Hey! The energy's high. Everybody else at the casino is looking over at the craps table, thinking, "Man, I wish I was at that craps table. That looks like so much fun over there." Other people actually come over, poke their head in. Not enough room. Get your shit out of here. You can celebrate from behind us. Whenever old buddy here has already hit three straight, it's about to hit four. Here we go. Here we go. Dice out. Hands up. Bets down. Everybody out. Boom. Nine. Here we go. Hey, here we, go, here we go. Okay. Superboos hit three straight. Yeah. That's where I thought we were. I thought no matter what I put together this week, it was going to hit because magic was happening. And I'll tell you, the seven-point tease that I put together for this particular Super Boost this past weekend was one that I felt very good about. Yeah. Very, very good about. Anytime you get a teaser, you get to add seven points, six points, five points, whatever type of teaser you want. You can add that in your direction, positively or negatively. Normally, the rules, I guess, in the gambling gods are you don't cross zero Okay, so mm. don't be going from like uh, being favored to being like don't don't do it. Just don't cross the zero there. So we did all that and everything hit. Four out of five hit last night. Hey, thank you, Bengals. Hey, hey. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bengals. Thank, thank you, thank you, Colts. Hey. Thank, thank you, Colts. Thank you, Packers. Thank, thank you, guys. Packers. Thank you, everybody, except for the fucking Rams mm. who couldn't cover against the tricky. Tricky Lions.
3: MCDC, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to leave it all out there. Yeah, You know what he said. Uh Listen, man, we need to fucking do something. We're going to hit them when they're not expecting, man.
1: Okay,
0: so Sun Tzu, Art of War right there. Hit them when they're not expecting it. But he went in there with the same mentality that Jeff Fisher had. Jeff Fisher was a coach of the Tennessee Titans. Had to play against Peyton Manning. Two times a year, okay? Oof. He knew it was a difficult test. There was one particular game, and I think it was with uh, Craig Hendricks and Rob uh, Baronis? Dude, Rob Bronis, rest in peace, by the way. My dude. They onside kick every single kick. Whoa. <laughs> every single <laughs> kick was an onside kick. And Jeff Fisher was asked afterwards, he was like, Yeah, I mean Peyton's gonna drive downfield anyways. We need we at least need to try to get the ball back or whatever. Every single kick, I think they ran a couple fakes with Craig. They just they said, Hey, you're a better team than us. You are going to beat the hell out of us. We need to do everything we could possibly do to make this a game and maybe make us win this game. So I like the fact that MCDC had enough self-awareness going in against the Rams, in which the Rams had Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, who got hung up on by the quarterback that is now your quarterback. I like the fact that MCDC looked in the mirror and said, we're going to fucking need everything. Yeah, yeah. All right? So listen up, Fit. Phipp used to be of the Eagles, by the way. Eagles special teams coordinator. Good dude. Cool dude. MCDC tells Fit like, what, probably Monday? Everything you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we running? Everything you have. We're going to run a stop rot. All right. We're going to run a little PP sweep towards the outside. It's going to be wide open after we've already had a surprise onside kick. One fake before that. Then that... FIP, MCDC, and the Detroit Lions coaching staff as a whole outcoached the Rams special teams coordinator and the Rams coaches as by far, you can't give up two fake punts. Oh. In very obvious situations, once we get to the third one, like hey, there is something coming. <laughs> yeah. They're down a lot. And they have, I think they had seven in the box or six in the box. They were acting as if it was kosher, as, as if it was a regular game, the Rams were. And that was just a wide open fake. I mean, that was easy. They outcoached the hell out of them. And you I would like to see what the stats are when you successfully execute two fake punts in a game and a surprise onside kick in the game how often you win. I would assume it has to be up there near 95, 99%. Absolutely. Yeah, they might be the only team that's ever lost doing it. <laughs> but instead, they lost by nine. Mm. <laughs> Couldn't lose by ten. The Rams, in the end, have so much talent. They're such a good team. Matthew Stafford proving once again what we've been saying since the very beginning. Yeah. When this dude gets on the national television more times than just on fucking Thanksgiving, everybody's going to say he's an absolute stud. But McVay... I know that special teams coordinator's name, I don't want to air him out like that because he's a good guy. He was always nice to me. He lied to me right before the draft, but he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good dude, hardworking guy, committed to the game, football guy. They got coached bad mm-hmm. by old FIP and MCDC. But if you were watching as a Lions fan, what were, was it a little bit of torn? Because you're like, wow, that guy on the other team is definitely much better than the guy that we currently have. But at least our team's showing fight. I was <laughs> so fired up. We're the second youngest team in the league. And I can't imagine what Dan Campbell will do once he gets his guys in there. And last oh, week I yeah. said... Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, sure yeah. Yeah. Last week I said... let like the a league. college coach. You just recruit yeah, yeah, exactly. and guys. That's right. hey, in your guys. Hey, Matt all Patricia was going to get his guys in yeah, yeah. there. We, we got all these draft did. picks. That's why we traded Stafford. And but is A is pretty good player, right? They're not yeah. bad drafters. He got into it with uh, Aaron Donald. Did you see that? Uh-huh. I saw that a little fire. That's yeah. nice. MCDC loves that. I said last week though. You got look. Aaron Donald jacked up. Aaron Donald actually forced a pick in the air. zone. Uh, uh-huh. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I think that was Jared Goff's first throw downfield too. He loves his checkdowns. Then he decides, fuck it, game on the line, downfield, picked off. Jared Goff also threw the ball to an offensive lineman yesterday. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Which incredible. Uh, got a penalty for that. Yeah, oh, roll out in the offensive lineman at least. Natural reaction, something's being thrown at me. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was quite a moment there. Uh but the Rams still very good. They fucked our Super Boost, which yep. was supposed yeah. to go four in a row. Yeah. Uh which is a little bit rude, to be honest, and I apologize. And Super Boost costs Fandle much more than the risk-free same game parlay, by the way.
4: The oh, risk-free same game
0: parlay, people get their money back, and it's it's still a parlay that has long odds. The super boost is we are getting much better odds than everywhere else in that one plus five hundred. Felt so
3: good too. Even when the Lions lose, they still can't lose right.
0: Well, that's the issue. Yeah.
3: Worst case scenario.
0: But Stafford had a good game. Other than that, fourth down cross his body little fourth short. It yeah. was yeah. like a little like he looked like he short armed mm-hmm. it all. Only notes. bad play.
2: He could have ran it easily. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. There's a couple of those for him. And I think there was Lamar Jackson had one yesterday. Now, granted, they got their asses beat. He had a wide open lane to run it. And he threw it and said, in a bucket. I mean, it was like a ball that was gorgeous. And it's one of those plays, I'd assume, that Lamar Jackson's camp is telling Baltimore and everybody, hey, I can make these plays as well as run around everybody. But it was in an ass beating from the Bengals. Nobody will even talk about it. It was a gorgeous play. But that is something I think that Matthew Stafford loves doing. I I think he likes moving Mm -hmm. and then make it. Remember, Orlovsky has told the story on this show, and he also told a story (laughs) on uh, NFL Live. Right which is you know, very real, Matthew Stafford and Dane Orslovsky allegedly in a meeting uh, together, quarterback room in Detroit. This is after Dane um career as a starter in Detroit ended because they drafted Matthew Stafford number one overall in the 2009 draft. Bingo. Mm. Number 222 in that particular draft was a punter out of West Virginia. Okay. That went to West Virginia. Number one overall was Matthew Stafford got like 60 million guaranteed. <sighs> Could have bought all of Detroit. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, him and Orshlovsky are in a quarterback room, and Dan is either saying something about a play, and I guess Matthew Stafford gets the laser pointer and says, Dane, you see that throw right there? You can make that throw, right? And then he points at another one, and he says, you can't make this one like I can and nobody else can (laughs) so Stafford has that savageness that swagness everything to him and when he starts rolling and I think this is probably why Sean McVay loves him so much I don't know Goff Except for the time I seen him on the golf course mm-hmm. on Hard Knocks, I don't really know him off the field. But it, it appears as if he is a much different human than Matthew Stafford. And I think he even Matt almost uh, Matthew almost probably had some broken ribs yesterday. That's right. Oh, mm-hmm. Guess what? He just walked right back out there, threw some more touchdowns. I wish he would have threw for five Tuds though. Yeah, that was like plus nine hundred or something like I that. Know. That was a good weekly special. But it's unbelievable the Lions fucking covered there. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills. Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction. Ooh. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Last a long time. Banging up,
3: banging up, banging bang up. It, bang it. Yeah, it's
0: Pete Alonzo at the all yes. at the home run right. dirt. <laughs> Bingo. Ladies and gentlemen, the man with the greatest jaw in all sports media, U.J. Hawk. Yeah! What's up, astronaut? How's it going, man? How's
5: the, how'd the first hour go?
0: Uh, first hour went great. I feel like we covered damn near everything happening around the NFL, except for football Richie, Italian Bisaccia, mm. getting that Raiders squad dominating the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. But aside from that, we, we covered almost everything. The biggest conversation piece I think that's going to continue to linger and happen here is, is Patrick Mahomes dead? And this is a fascinating thing, because although the conversation isn't about the Titans that just beat the Bills, the conversation on Tuesday after the Titans beat the Bills, by the way, were, are the Bills still good? And then the Titans beat the Chiefs, and the conversation is, are the Chiefs dead? Maybe the Titans are just a wagon? Or do you think that there is cause for concern over there in Kansas City, A.J. Hawk?
5: Well, I definitely think... uh... The Titans go – like, they fly under the radar here for how great of a game they had just because it's so shocking to see them blow out a team like the Chiefs by so much. But, yeah, I would have to be a little bit worried if I'm the Chiefs. I, well, first off, I'm I'm happy that Patrick Mahomes is okay. After that last hit he took, it looked like – I was like, man, best case scenario, that's a bad concussion. Worst case, it looked like a neck situation, how he got bent back and the, the, the knee hit his forehead. So, yeah, I'm glad he's, he's all right. But your defense is just giving up so many points. Now, like, you just – It's a really, really tough way to win. I feel like Mahomes, he's thrown so many picks, he knows, like, hey, it is all on me. Like, I have to do everything right
0: now. This is via StatMuse, and and maybe the pressure of having to do everything is getting to Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs are 3-4, and and they are 32nd out of 32 teams in turnovers. They are 32nd out of 32 teams in points allowed, 32nd in yards allowed, 32nd in yards per play allowed, 31st in pass yards allowed, 31st in receiving yards allowed, 31st in rush yards allowed, 32nd in first downs a lot that defense fucking stinks (laughs) by every single stat imaginable every single one I'm sure StatMuse could find more stats because that's what StatMuse does but these particular stats here are damning for the defensive side of the ball now you throw in the fact that on the offensive side the quarterback is a young guy who has had the pressure of being the greatest of all time put on him immediately now that pressure is earned by incredible performances but also you throw in the fact that he was the biggest baby face in the nfl the biggest baby the everybody loved him i liked him even more because he liked ketchup yeah right yeah. seemed relatable he was uh he had to back up alex smith he came out of nowhere had success had fun was all this now he's got to deal with a half a billion dollar expectation contract he's got to deal with his brother disrespecting all the football gods at every single turn that he possibly can he's got to deal with everything in his work do you think it's changed him do you think maybe he'll be able to get back on track do you think that we are all overreacting on this overreaction monday in which it was a day that followed hashtag trade patrick mahomes was on the internet and going hard in the kansas city chiefs fan base
5: well first off i absolutely do not think uh patrick mahomes is broken that's not a thing that's not that's not a possibility i think they know what it looks like they know what it feels like to play well so they're going to eventually get back to that. I just don't know when. I thought it was going to be much sooner than it has. So they need to do something to change the momentum there in Kansas City. I don't know what it is. I really don't. Obviously, let's start defensively. And you put all of those stats up. Number one thing I care about, they are last when it comes to points allowed. Like, that's all that matters to me. Like, that's the biggest thing. It's so difficult. And then when you add in all of this, you're like, okay, teams aren't just kind of like getting flukes over the top on us and we're good against the run. Like, no, we're not good against anything defensively. And that's. It puts your offense in a brutal spot. You can't run the ball. You can't do anything. You're you're playing from behind.
0: You're saying some of the stats are complete garbage and shouldn't be looked at because the design of the defense might be to give up some yards, but then whenever it comes time to score some points, we're going to tighten it down a little bit.
5: Yeah, and they should – offenses should get yards. And how the rules are set up, how offenses are now, yeah, they're going to get yards, but how do you hold up in the red zone? Do you win the turnover battle? Things like that are what I care about.
0: So the points allowed is obviously an issue. And and I would assume field position is also tough with the amount of turnovers. I think there's been eight or nine by Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. already this year. So the field position is not great when you're putting turnovers. You know, oh, anybody says put the fire out. It seems like the Col- our Chiefs defense has never put the fire out this season.
5: Do you think – so when you say, like, he was the ultimate baby face and all of this, if people are changing their opinion on – Patrick Mahomes is it because of him or is it because of his family? What's
0: all the shit? Yeah. 500 million dollars you're immediately, you know, that's off. Yeah. Uh, that expectations already no there. No matter
5: what, no matter how you play There's going to be a group of people. What do you mean you should play that way? It gets half a billion dollars. Like that's going to always be there.
0: Then you got Jackson, you got his wife and his mom all having, even though they have a $500 million contract, it seems like all having a budgeting social media life and career and everything like that, which isn't always necessarily loved by everything. And I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes has to. Uh, tell them not to do that. They shouldn't do that. Do whatever. But Patrick Williams has to answer for some of that shit. You know what I mean? So that's just an added layer of I don't want to say guilt, but maybe a negative feeling whenever something like Sean Taylor who is widely respected by everybody in the football thing happens and it's Patrick Mahomes' brother who Patrick probably feels like he has to go to bat for a lot with the water dumping and all these shit that potentially happens. Just All those things, I think, could be chipping away at a potential feeling that was had once by Patrick Mahomes as this guy that was beloved and balling and dominating, changing the game and being talked about. There's just more
1: shit that comes with it as you grow older. Excited to watch watch patrick kind of evolve into the player that has to deal with all this well and in that washington game too you know in the second half of that was when people were kind of saying like oh is he yeah is Me. he back like yeah. he looks he looks good again and then after the game the only thing people are talking about are is his brother dancing on sean taylor's number you know like you it, i mean whether it's subconscious or whatever like there's no way that's not affecting you at least a little bit yeah
0: you'd have to be an absolute stone cold Narcissist, I guess. If you just didn't let anything affect how you perform. Now, granted, some people find solace in their admi- in their arena where they can kind of get rid of everything. I have no idea, but I-, I would assume it's all adding into there. He missed Kelsey on like a f- like cool, yeah. fifteen yards. Yeah, it, it was not. And then there's moments where he makes incredible throws and incredible plays. So it's like it's still in there. but People some- forget
5: that he's human. People forget that these quarterbacks are that so we, we feel like, yeah, of course, Tom Brady's not a human. What he's able to do at this yeah, age, yeah. how awesome he is. He's not. We say he's an alien on here, right? Don't you think he's at least a hybrid probably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I haven't even got into the hybrid conversation yet. I'm not ready to okay. go there.
5: But- Mahomes maybe. Who knows what Mahomes is. But he's a human too, and I don't know where he's at like mentally with all that, but you would think he's not in a great spot. Like, hey, man, whatever I do, this is just so, it's so difficult right now for me to make a just like routine plays probably feel like they're much more difficult than they were in the past. So
0: what do you have to do to kind of get out of that rut? I'm not sure. I have no idea either. And this is not us saying that we are out on Patrick Mahomes. We're just trying to talk about, you know, what could potentially be actually going on with Patrick Mahomes. And he'll never say this. This is something he can never say. It's family. It's uh, He's getting paid a half a billion dollars, he can't say. But we can speculate because to AJ's point there, this isn't just a maddening rating. This isn't like, these are humans who potentially have to go through stuff and their moods potentially affect their drive, potentially affect their decision making, and how sometimes what's going on Monday through Saturday can affect a Sunday situation is a real thing. Not We have no idea. I've never talked to Patrick Mahomes in real life. I have invited him on the show. I'm not sure... Maybe he'll come on someday, mm-hmm. hopefully. But we don't know, and we're just looking from afar. All that shit that is a distraction
3: off the field could potentially add up. Well, and it's the expectations, too. Like, we were talking about them winning every single game this year, and the only spot that was a massive question mark was the offensive line, and they fixed that. So all signs are pointing to them, you know, winning basically every game pretty easily, and now obviously they're three and four. Let's move to a team that is – great point. Let's move to a team that is
0: winning pretty easily. Hey. Hey opportunistic defense. I said this earlier, opportunistic defenses like turnover uh, defenses like the Packers have been over the last couple of years where in big moments or in red zone, they'll steal, uh, defeat, literally via an interception, which is what happened kind of yesterday. I mean, a couple opportunistic turnovers, a couple big plays. It's almost like when a basketball team shoots threes. They're, they're a three-point shooting team. If you ever get cold or you don't get a turnover, produce a turnover, will you still be able to win that massive game? I think with the way Aaron's playing on the offensive side of the ball and if this defense can continue to grow as opposed to just being an opportunistic turnover defense but a full defense and a, you know, everything kind of get pressure on a quarterback and can knock some shit down, this team could go on a run, Aj, Here we go. But what about all the conversation this offseason? They're going to be dead? They look fucking good out there, AJ. Yeah,
5: and they're not even at full health. So yeah, I think yesterday they, they uh, got rid of some demons they had in the red zone and made some big stops. The Heineke deal with his knee down, I don't know. I
0: don't, I don't like that whole rule. I think that's stupid, however that works. Why? What is the explanation? Well, so it used to be, remember, when they created the slide rule, you were giving yourself up quarterbacks where you guys weren't allowed to hit. Basically inside like
5: inside like the three yard line, all of that should, there shouldn't be targeting. There shouldn't be anything inside the three.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is goal line. Not hey, targeting,
5: but head to head. Hey, goal line this is so.
0: fucking football, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, There's football.
5: no like there shouldn't be there probably shouldn't be defenseless guys. You can't be a, a quarterback like he's live no matter what back
0: there. Okay. I understand that is how A.J. Hawk, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, a man who had once cause he refused to wear his mouthpiece actually had one of his teeth on contact with somebody just ap- decimate in yeah. his mouth. Yep pure powder and dust came out of his mouth. What was that? Oh, that was my canine. That was was my canine tooth. Zero concussions documented for this animal that we are speaking of. But I think a lot of people have that point. Like, down there, it's hard to remember if you're a quarterback because the original...
5: Do you think a quarterback wants protection down there? He doesn't want those rules down there.
0: There There's some quarterbacks that do look to the refs for uh, potential protection or flags. There's other quarterbacks that don't. I don't think Heineke or Aaron are guys that are looking. Not if you're running to score, though. Not if you're trying to score. and You're that
5: close to score.
0: Yeah, but remember, the original rule was you could slide, you're giving yourself up, defense isn't allowed to hit. If you want head first, that means play's still on. Guys would dive and fumble, and then the ball would still be alive because quarterbacks would try to get the extra yard as opposed to just sliding to get the extra yard because they were down as soon as the slide started. Remember, that was the rule. As soon as the first part of the slide was, and they would actually see the drag of the knees on the turf or the grass, and they'd say, boom, right here, half yard short, this is where the slide started. Even though the quarterback would slide for five yards without anybody around him, it would go all the way back there. Then I guess that rule evolved in maybe three years ago or two years ago I did not know this either that the head first dive by quarterback and quarterback only indicated the same exact thing as the feet first slide I did not know this till the internet told me this yesterday and I guess by letter of the law Heineke diving head first or sliding feet first wherever it starts wherever the ball is is exactly where it's supposed to go even though Heineke hates that rule Aaron probably hates that rule Carson Wentz fucking is furious with this rule there's a a lot of guys that probably hate this rule i guess this is the rule and i didn't know it until just yesterday either aj
5: okay so let's say you're a defender out there and you're trying to stop the quarterback from running in are you gonna get a flag if you fly head first into him like say you do, i don't know i just think it's tough when you're inside the five probably
0: what you're saying is if 26 or 25 whoever that is right there dives right into heineke's spine right there right yeah to try like a goal line play would happen how we keep him out Is that a penalty then because he's giving himself up just like a feet first one? And then is it a first down? Uh, you got to take, take the guessing out when, it, when you're in a
5: certain compressed area. I feel like you just—I just I just don't like the rules. So you would take out all the rules, quarterback protection rules down here, or no. just these particular no. rules? not in the pocket. In the pocket, the rules are the same. But anybody who's running the ball, whether it's a quarterback or anybody else, the rules are the same when you're inside like the
0: three. I would like to follow up also that we are all incredibly bummed for Taylor Heineke here. His dad, I guess, massive Packer fan. He said on this show he grew up watching the Packers. The reason why he wears number four is because of Brett Favre. Him obviously having a touchdown here, finding a Washington football team fan, doing the Lambeau Leap was a huge moment. And then all of a sudden, you are down, motherfucker. You gave yourself up, actually. You didn't want to score, is what the rule book says here. And you're going to fumble in the next play, and you're going to be... Your is going to be and it's not going to be a touchdown, so the Lambeau Leap is going to be completely lost. So we do feel bad that that happened, but incredible stop by that Packers D. Incredible stop on that. How do you feel about that rule? Then you have to hate it. What's rule? Ball came out of his hand. They picked it back up. Seemed like he got back over. Well, now I don't know when the whistles blew and when was forward momentum stopped and everything like that. But that seemed like an interesting set of uh, circumstances. I as feel well. like
5: as it's still, even though you're on top of bodies and everything, another issue when you're inside. Like take those rule. Like I don't know when you're inside the two and three. Like I don't know. This rule was Heineken got screwed all over the place. Yeah, really, I, obviously he could have. Played it better, but still.
0: Yeah, and what everybody who would be against what you're just saying would say is well he should know the rules. He should know the rules. It's like, okay.
5: They change every two days. How does anybody know that? <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Exactly. How how is he but your quarterback in the MC. Hey guys, we
5: we couldn't game plan this week. We had to take two hours out of our normal game plan because we have to go over all the new rules or all the new things of, of emphasis that they're gonna look for this week.
0: Oh no that an awesome moment is when they started, you see a bunch of returners to make A.J. Hawk's point even clearer. When somebody's returning in the block team, so the punt return team or the kickoff return team is running, trying to get a block, you saw a lot of people turn their backs to people and then they just shoe in front of them, right? Because this was the... Um, No block in the back rule. And then it was...
5: Set a pick. You just got to set a pick with your body.
0: Can we block from the side? They're like, no, you can't block from the side or from the back. You have to be in the front of the jersey, however you get there. Because guys, whenever they... no, No block in the back rule was an emphasis, which has always been a thing. But it became a thing, especially in returns, because people are running so fast and there's like literally 21 mile an hour people are just pushing people so people are flying so then people would just grab them by the shoulder so you got them by the side that became a new rule can't touch them by the side has to touch them by the front so everybody just started doing the butt block which is basically like we're not even blocking we're just trying to run get out of the way and bodies just start doing it then they changed that rule well your butt can't touch the side now Jeez. and you had to do a full i mean it was like uh to your point aj that happens all season Say, so, hey, this is the emphasis for this week. This is how you have to block this week. This is how you have to cover this week. And once those intricacies start getting too much into detail, I think guys kind of check out. You know, like, oh, well, fucking tell me if I'm doing something wrong. I'll get out of here. But Taylor Heineke lost out on quite a uh, legendary moment there for his entire family. But go learn the rules,
2: Taylor. Be a fucking pro, dude. I think forward progress should be taken out of the rule back altogether. Well, that was originally what football was. <laughs> If you, you're not done until you're done. Well, fo- remember,
0: football was guys on knees mm-hmm. still crawling forward. It wasn't until you were completely stopped. And then it would be like rugby, basically, where the ball was handed off, and then people were able to crawl forward. And it was a true, like, uh, like shoulder-on-shoulder scrum type. That was, like, the original football, I believe. That was, like, the original baseball. Yeah, people of. would love
5: to watch that. Bring that back. That'll get a lot of eyeballs. Hell, Yeah.
0: You know, there's a lot of people that think the game has gotten soft. There were some shitty ass games yesterday that I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed like oh, yeah. the Cardinals, Texans, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Just because what Kyler's doing. Kyler is a video game. Kyler is an absolute video game. He is absurd. It is stupid. He made this quadruple deek check run to happen. and he had a couple throws. That team is unfucking believable over there. They're in a tough division. Obviously, they got to stare down the team that's playing tonight. And who knows when Russell will be back. And obviously, they got the Niners, the team that lost last night. They might be dead. Ooh. Dead. They might be dead. Look oh, at But uh, Matthew Stafford's in there. That Cardinals team, AJ, nobody could have guessed this. Number one, the NFC. Bengals, which we'll get to next. Number one, the AFC after week seven. Nobody could have guessed this shit.
5: No, I mean, I'm sure the Cardinals are telling you, oh, this is what we knew all, all along inside our facility and what we were doing at training camp, all of that. But. I mean, the way that they've looked and how they've been so consistent with it is the most impressive to me, and it all just sets up probably the the best matchup of the season so far. What, this Thursday?
0: Yeah, this Thursday, Cardinals, Packers. (laughs) J.J. Watt, who has ties to Wisconsin, will take on the reigning, defending, undisputed MVP of the league in a Thursday night football matchup that the world will watch. This will also be the first week that the risk-free same-game parlay will hit on Thursday. Hell yeah! We kind of know what's going on with who and that. But you're right. Cardinals-Packers is going to be a great measuring test for both teams who are after the game going to say, we'll see you down the road. We will see you down the road. That's always like such a cool conversation. Different divisions, two teams at the top. I was very lucky to be a part of some of those teams. I didn't have those conversations. I heard my teammates say it to people on other teams. But that is one of those games, hey, we'll see you down the road. I think the Cardinals, though, and I guess we said it about the Packers. We're just doing Thursday night promotion here as we can. Those are two, those are two teams humming right now, mm-hmm. AJ. Really, really humming. Who will get the best of who? Well, they are really humming right now. And I, So, I guess the question
5: would be the Packers aren't at full strength yet. Whatever happens in this game, are you saying, like, who has, like, the higher ceiling coming after? Well, I don't know what they're going to look like, but with the Packers, you think everybody getting healthy, they're – this streak that they've been on, we know the Cardinals have been on this streak. Can the Cardinals continue? Can they continue to get as, as good as like the Packers can? Like, can they climb as fast?
0: Well, the Packers have been around so long, you know, and that's why whenever Dane Orschlovske had his top five offenses before the season, yeah. uh-huh. and he had Mac Jones in there over the Green Bay Packers, you know, Mac- he
5: scored fifty four this week.
0: I agree, oh, yeah. absolutely unbelievable. The Jets fucking stink. So oh bad. boy, and, the, and somehow the Panthers. Uh, worst team in football. Yeah, hey, Rich's, I gotta
5: stop. I gotta stop picking them.
0: Hey, richest owner in the league has the worst team. Tell me what that means. I don't know. I have no idea. They fucking stink. That game was soccer. That game <laughs> was five three deep into the third quarter. Yes. I mean, deep into that. That's not the, the Giants. They got the safety on the Panthers. They scored a touchdown. It got called back. They fumble on the half-yard line, no touchdown. How you doing? Keep it moving. And then on next play, Giants get a safety on the Carolina Panthers for a fuck-up. I mean, it was a comedy of errors. Danny Dimes makes an incredible catch. Oh, Oh,
1: boy. Okay, Joe
0: Judge gets a huge statement-like win, and the Carolina Panthers fans have to think to themselves, we suck again we suck again we can bring in quarterbacks we can get rid of quarterbacks we can have the richest owner in the league who's going to build an entire city basically around our facility the carolina panthers are going to be a squad we got matt rule everything's trending in the right direction and christian mccaffrey pops his hamstring he's out again and that whole team sticks sam darnold looks like jet sam darnold they picked up his fifth year option nobody understands why or how who's going to be their next quarterback i guess they're back in on the deshaun watson um, running but Deshaun, is he going to be able to play football? I, I don't, nobody knows with all the very serious allegations happening off the field. Nobody's been able to give us or anybody an answer on whether or not that's going to be handled. If he's going to be innocent, they think, or guilty. it, it just the Panthers stink. And I did not expect that at all out of that Panther squad.
5: It seems like it's been a pretty quick turnaround from good to bad for them. But did I miss something to where they had been talking that this is a huge like milestone win for the Giants? Well I, you said.
0: I just thought that strictly because if they lose that game. Yeah. I mean, it is going to – you know what I mean? Imagine if they lose that game. They lose that 5-3 game. Now, they poured it on late. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hey, maybe the Giants. Maybe that's when they found the turn in oh, the corner. Look yeah. out.
5: Maybe the- that's what we're going to point to in the documentary. We're going to point to that game, right? Like the second half.
0: It was 5-3 with <laughs> a minute left in the third quarter. <laughs> and the New York football Giants decided to play football. I, I just – Huge for Joe Judge, but those New York teams absolutely stink. Oh, boy. So bad. It's tough. They stink. Zach Wilson's hurt now. Yep. Uh, PCL, I think, sprained. He's going to mm-hmm. be out for a few weeks. Who's the quarterback? They Mike White. Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. Mike, <laughs> Real person. He looked pretty good. He didn't look bad. <laughs> Not made up. He didn't look bad. That team stinks. Oh, there's He some, was terrible, too. There's some shitty teams in the NFL now. and The I think,
5: Dolphins, too. What's wrong with the Dolphins?
0: So, the Dolphins had some moments there where Tua looked good. Right yeah. and and playing against the Falcons, shout out to you getting me on the Falcons there. Yeah. Even though we didn't cover. Yeah, I know we didn't cover. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to you. By the way, you had a hey, you had a pretty good weekend. I don't think so. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, you, AJ. Yeah, you did. You I did.
5: Mean, a little I'm, better than five hundred, I guess. I have tonight,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We could t- we could even up. We could tie up if I get if I win and you lose, right? I yeah. will say, whenever you and I are on the same side, normally we win. That has been a trend. So if we agree, that might be a good bet in the future. Now. Future outcomes do not care about any present or past outcomes, though, in gambling. would like to let everybody know that. Although stats and trends are fun, whenever you walk into a casino and you see the roulette table and they show you all the numbers that have hit in the past, guess what? does not fucking matter for the next spin at all. But me and AJ on the same side, the trend has been pretty good for us. But around the NFL, AJ, I think at this point with one game left in week seven and it's uh, uh, Saints traveling to the Seahawks, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Winston versus Geno Smith. I think we know Saints are favored by four and a half. I think I like the Saints early. We'll decide that in the last hour. I think I like the Saints though. I think Alvin Kamara is so good at football. Yeah, Yeah, very good. Sean Payton, I like. See Jameis' uh, off-week workout? Where he was bouncing on the BOSU ball doing uh, bench press? Yeah, People don't know how hard that is. Impossible. That would be very impossible. But a lot of people don't understand how that has anything to fucking do with getting better at quarterback, <laughs> which I think is the big question. We'll figure it there. But week seven here, almost over, feels like we're starting to really figure out who's what, right? It does. It feels it, like Doesn't it
5: feel like we're there's like there's two leagues. There's there's a there's a group of teams that are awesome and then there's some teams that are really battling for the basement.
0: Last night, I mean, Colts Niners is a beautiful depiction of I think now the conversation is although the Colts started out terribly Maybe they're able to go on a run and sneak in the back door here. Maybe they're able to get in a dance of the playoffs, especially if they get a win against the Titans. And on the Niners, on the other hand, it's like, this team fucking stinks. They're probably about out of there. And I think this is about a time we can normally do it almost halfway through the season. Who's going to be contenders? Who are pretenders? Ladies and gentlemen, host of the Man to Man podcast, host of DB. He's now a blogger for Pro Football Focus oh, wow. and also on their pregame show. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah, yeah. Darius. Oh. Uh,
4: big, bo-
0: big blog guy. What's up, fellas? Hey, that was good, though. It wasn't just a mail-it-in blog, I think, like General Bob Carpenter might have done on his first <laughs> one. You're, you had a full. It was great. It was unbelievable. I was proud of you, man.
4: Doing all right, man. You know, branching out, trying some new things. It was fun.
0: It takes a lot of time. I don't know how people do it.
4: Well, now they got editors too, so they, they helped me out there a little
0: bit. Oh, ghostwriters? We have ghostwriters? Oh, You're putting your Editors,
4: oh. editors, no ghost editors. You know, I put in the work and they plug in their numbers from there because I don't go and use their, you know, all their data and shit because, you know, they, they take numbers. They don't think players matter at all. It's just numbers.
0: Yeah, they don't like humans. They don't think humans are a thing. It, yeah. So let's talk about the human side of this and you can maybe add in some pro football focused numbers to this thing. Is Patrick Mahomes dead? First question. <laughs> and then next question is. I believe that whenever you have a half a billion on your head, okay, which is what his contract was publicly, the expectations have already went and one. This guy's going to be the next Tom Brady. You're beloved by everybody. And then you start catching heat for what's going on around you, maybe with your family and everything yeah. like that. There's a lot that he has to manage and deal with as a human that is never being talked about. What are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes and that whole situation with the Chiefs?
4: I mean, it's definitely a lot going on around him. I- I'm not going to say that that's affecting him on the field. I mean, what's affecting him most is, number one, his defense. You know, they aren't getting stops. Um, they aren't stopping guys from scoring. You know, the critical, not the, not really the yards, but getting off the field on third downs, red zone defense, giving up points, things like that. They're doing terrible in that department. And you got to press a little more. And uh, Mahomes is obviously one of those quarterbacks that does a lot of off-script things. That's what makes him great. But at the same time, that's what um, can be to his detriment at times. And defenses, every quarterback you know going into a game, like, hey, this guy is going to give you, you know, Brady, Manning, they may give you one, maybe two chances to get a pick off of him. Mahomes, since he's been in the league, you're going to get three, four shots a game. So now I think it's just defenses kind of taking advantage of those, uh, whether it's tip passes, overthrows, or whatever, and, um, you know, getting extra possessions. Titans, you know, they came out and handled them. Um, Chiefs might – they might be dead this year. No, oh X Factor
0: like X. They're dead like the X Factor. Oh no! Go ahead, AJ. Sorry about it.
5: Hey, what about the Titans though? Like their offense, we know what Derek Henry can do, and Tannehill and the weapons they have. But their defense stepping up uh, against the Chiefs—like, are they a legit like Super Bowl contender? I wouldn't say
4: Super Bowl contender because I I really think in this league right now you need like an elite type quarterback to actually win the whole thing. And I wouldn't put Tannehill in that class. Um, you got an elite running back, but I just think at some point you're going to have to have that quarterback. Um, they, they, the Chiefs actually did a decent job with Derrick Henry yesterday. He had damn near 30 carries, and, you know, he was under 100 yards, under 90 yeah. yards. Yeah. He ended up throwing a touchdown, a but Hill played well. And, 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 I mean, and play the Chiefs <laughs> turned the ball over too much, man. Mahomes got to cut down on turnovers, man. He got leading the league right – what well, tied for the league with uh, Wilson. I know uh, somebody got a bet in there for Wilson leading the league. He'll be out a couple weeks, so. That sucks. But uh, a couple fumbles, lost six. one. Yeah. So uh, they got to they take care of the ball over there.
0: Derrick Henry not rushing for a hundo is man, a crime. Breaker. I mean, it only fucked like six or seven of my
4: parlays yesterday. No big deal.
0: Shout out to you, Derrick. Thanks, man. Thanks, King Henry.
4: And that felt crazy, man.
0: It is absolutely crazy. You said you need an elite quarterback to go on a run. What do you think about Joey Burrow? That Bengals team going into Cincinnati. Okay, after doing what they did to the Lions, obviously, just... Ah. Get All the right. fuck out of Detroit. <laughs> then they go into Baltimore. AFC North game. Huge. I saw Jamar Chase on a, a kickoff show. Once again, I don't remember which one. He was getting interviewed. It might have been ESPN, I think. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. He doesn't even know. I don't even think Jamar Chase has a clue how good he is, how special of a talent he is, what they have going on in Cincinnati. seems like Joe Burrow's the exact same way. I think Hasselbeck said that locker room, they— they're just chilling. Like, they, they don't even realize what they're going through. They go into Baltimore, dog walk the Ravens. Yeah. Do you think Joey Burrow's one of those guys? And what do you think about that team? Trey Hendrickson's starting to heat up on the defensive side of the ball, too. Free agent signing this past offseason.
4: Yep, kind of under the radar guy. He balled last year for the Saints. But so start. I'll start with the defense, man. That defense has quietly been one of the better defenses in the league. Obviously, the offense, you know, they get all the praise and all the talk, which rightfully so, Joey Burrow is a dude uh jamar chase took a year off and he's i mean one of the best rookie receivers we've seen ever just gave marlon humphrey you know 200 and that's one of the best you know corners in the league so they're doing some special things man and the the question with them is will they be able to handle the success it is a young team zach taylor even a coach he came in kind of on somewhat of a hot seat he's looking like he's in the driver's seat for coach of the year right now but can they handle Mm. the success Still a tough division. You know, you got the Browns, you got the Steelers, you got the Ravens. So none of those are, you know, teams you just walk in and, and count it as a W. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, finish these last 10 weeks. But uh, to be one, number one in the AFC right now, I mean, I, I, that's impressive stuff.
5: Hey, d but what about the Packers? Like, how confident do you feel with them now? Their defense definitely stepped up yesterday. I know people question Washington and how explosive they may be. But I guess uh, how where do you think their chances are? Obviously, if
4: A-Rod stays on this pace. I would say they're in the running. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they got a dude. They got a dude, <laughs> that quarterback. So they always got a chance, man. And the thing about them, they've been winning. They won, what, six in a row now since the week one game. And, um, you know, their margin of victory was so small. Going into last week, I think they had like a plus eight-point differential. And, like, the next closest team with five more wins had plus 47. But, you know, they went and covered yesterday. They, they screwed uh, Heine Well, the rules screwed them over. They should have probably covered. But – uh, Packers got a uh, Packers got a chance, man. You got a Rod playing at an extremely high level, and uh, they're not even fully healthy yet. So once they get some other guys back, they could even potentially been better, be better. They're signing guys. They've been a little active in free agency, which uh-huh. we don't Show see the hey, Packers do. Went guy Jalen Smith. Went got Whitney. So um, you know, that Packers that def- for sure got a chance. That NFC NFC is loaded at the top right now. The Bucks, Cowboys, Cardinals. Um, you know, they got teams all over that, uh, that conference that, that got a legit shot, and they all got dudes at quarterback.
0: Okay, so let's talk about one of those NFC teams that do have dudes at quarterback, the Rams. How about Matthew Stafford? Now, they couldn't cover yesterday, which is disgusting.
4: Oh, wait, 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 wait. That just reminded me. Speaking of NFC quarterbacks, I came on this show. I was bullied and to apologize to Sam Darnold. <laughs> I had to go back, tell you guys he stinks again. But I was watching the game last night, which stunk. The weather stunk as well. But uh, Pittman, 11. That's a guy that I think you need to apologize no! For. Yeah, 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 No! Yeah,
6: absolutely.
0: No, I mean, I did kind of in the first hour. I would like to say yeah. I did <laughs> yep. I did acknowledge that Michael Pittman appears to be a guy. I mean, he's mossing people this year. And this is without T.Y. Hilton, by the way, yeah. distracting defenses. Now, I don't know what the national narrative is on T.Y. I don't think a lot of people know about T.Y. They should know about T.Y. But defenses know about T.Y. Hilton and with what Pittman's been able to do without T.Y. on the field and as T.Y. gets back into it, hopefully his quads heal, which I did not see happen. I did not see him missing that game. No. My sources did not seem seem like he was going to be out of that game at all. I mean, I think he helps in that weather, but it's nice to get him fully healthy. Pittman's becoming a dude. I still don't yes. like that he didn't give Carson number eleven, <laughs> but Carson maybe second, in the number two second career. He's going to be a guy out here. Maybe Carson's going to be a guy.
4: He's he's looking good. It was some time. I mean, I, I you know I know a lot of guys are somewhat colorblind, especially with the reds and the greens. For me, but last night, I mean, he tried to throw like four straight picks to the Niners. He ended up getting some offices from DPI calls. And he's been playing great these last two yeah. weeks. So um, it, this is a point in the season where they can get hot. Uh, Tennessee's completing that driver's seat of the division right now, but they could get hot and, and make it interesting and maybe sneak into that seventh spot in the playoffs on the AFC side right now, but you know, no, no knock on Carson right now. They took what it they did, what it, what it took to get done last night in that ugly game.
0: Atmospheric river was falling on that game, and normally cameras, normally cameras can't pick up the rain. Normally, it's like it looks gloomy, but you can't. It, it was just, it was. Yeah. Just floors of water Mm -hmm. being dumped on Frank Wright's head every time they shut over there. It was insane. I'm happy they got a win. I'm a Carson Wentz fan. I have no idea how he plays or why he plays the way he does. (laughs) And I don't know if he's colorblind or not with white and red. That could be, I think that is a little bit different. But he is all. Let's get back to Matthew Stafford there. And I apologize to Pittman for, you know, saying. A little bit too young, not enough credibility to be telling the quarterback to go fuck himself with his number. But he has made a lot of plays. I appreciate him. I have a lot of respect for his ability. Let's get to Matthew Stafford. He is unbelievable with McVay. And there was a story Jay Glazer reported on before the game that when the trade happened, Sean McVay called Jared Goff to talk to him. Jared Goff hung up on him. Then they were oh, able to yeah. talk like a week later, a conversation, quick one happened. And then that, like a month later, I guess, Sean McVay was with the coaches at a restaurant. Guess who was in a restaurant? It was Jared Goff. <laughs> oh. Sean McVay went over. It was an awkward conversation. Then he left. So it's always been kind of uh, via Jay Glazer. Sean McVay felt a lot of heat yesterday. He, I think he said some some things going into the game about being mistakes, making mistakes and everything like that. They get the win. They give up two fake punts. A surprise love onside. It. I love it, too, from MCDC. Do you think the Rams are legit, though? That, they should have lost that game yesterday with all the fuck-ups they had.
4: But they still win. They don't cover. You like the Rams on the NFC side of things, D-Butt? I, I, like, I like the Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford, is, I mean, this is a, a coach that took, it, took Jared Goff to the Super Bowl. And, and I don't think Jared Goff is a great quarterback. Matt Stafford is a much better quarterback, especially in that system. So they can go out and beat, you know, any team on any given Sunday. They definitely got a chance uh, to make a run at the whole thing. Good team. I mean, the Lions, that's that's the only way they're going to get a win this year, a, a couple wins if they come out and just play Matt and just straight fucking <laughs> mode. You know, onside kick, fake punts, trick plays. Like, you got to do what you got to do. I, I loved it for MCDC. Made it a game. I think they uh, end up covering but, uh, yeah, I think the Rams, the Rams and the that, that NFC Conference is top heavy, man. So, once you get in the playoffs, uh, Matt Stafford doesn't really have – but a lot of these guys don't have that experience in the playoffs except for Brady and, and uh, A-Rod, so uh, that may be the only thing that holds them back. But uh, the Rams, they got a, definitely got a shot.
3: Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Debo with the Chiefs being, you know, dead, do you think the uh, <laughs> Las Vegas football Richies are going to be able to rally and keep that going and win the AFC West?
4: Basacha. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I still got the Chargers in that division. I, I still got them. I, I love uh, Staley. And, and uh, to see Derek Carr bounce back, you know, this back-to-back, you know, he came out of the gates with an MVP, you know, uh, pace, fell off for a couple weeks. They dealt with the John Gruden thing, went out there and balled it for another week without Darren Waller. Put up, I think he was 31 for 34 yesterday. Uh, but you know, he's leading the guys. But who knows when they get into some rough patches against better teams. I got the Chargers winning that division. Uh, I don't. I don't think they can go out there and, and and really make a run for it this year. But I mean, Derek Carr. I mean, he's been proving some people wrong so far. So maybe he'll do me the same. So you're saying Chiefs are dead?
0: Is oh, that, mm-hmm. Chiefs are completely dead. Is what you're saying? Chiefs
4: still got a chance. They still got a chance to, to sneak into that seventh spot. That seventh spot still. I think the Chiefs can sneak in there the Colts. Um, Pedro. Patriots, nah. I can't give the Patriots. Hey, 54 points. They hung 54 on the Jets yesterday, D, but 54 points. I mean, Mac Mac Joe's a guy for the future. He's looking like the best rookie quarterback right now, but I don't see Patriots, I don't see that team making a run in the the playoffs right now. I I would see the Steelers getting in the playoffs this year before the Patriots.
0: For those that are wondering about how awesome football Richie Bisaccia is (laughs) and how he's completely turned that team around, look at the game after the first email leak, before the full email leak and the resignation, watch that game and then watch the last 2 weeks of what the Raiders have looked like with Bascia at the helm. That team is flying. And there's actually a social media video of Paison Rich running off the field, screaming at the camera, and he all he could talk about is how much energy and flying around the team had after that long trip back home. I love what he's I love what he's putting down out there. Go ahead, Ty.
1: d going back to Carolina, a lot of reports are coming out today that they're going to be very aggressive and potentially trying to get Deshaun Watson. Uh, Sam Darnold obviously does stink. Do you think <laughs> that they're completely done with him? Like, Are they going to go all in on Deshaun Watson or someone else at quarterback this year, you think?
4: I mean, that, that's a, their owner. It starts with the owner. He's been, I think, kind of outspoken about wanting a, a stud at that, that quarterback position. And, um, you know, you're you coming in the league with all that money. You want to be able to, you know, at some point you got to get out there and get your guy. So I don't think they can go back to Sam Darnold. You know, you put old P.J. Walker in there, uh, my former teammate down in Indy. Um, but even before getting Deshaun, you're going to have to give up a lot to get him. And who knows what's going on off the field. You know, with his cases and if he's going to be able to, you know, settle those, you got to do your due diligence there. But um, outside of that, I mean, you may pick up that phone and call, give Cam a call. Man, hey, Cam, I heard you're vaccinated now. Sorry, man. Sorry. we to come <laughs> back and hear you for the rest of the year. But uh, that's their best option right now. Long term, obviously, Deshaun Watson. He can come in and make – he's one of those handful of quarterbacks that can go into any franchise and make him a, a, a contender.
0: Yeah, and who knows what happens off the field. Very serious allegations. That is going to have to be taken care of before everything else. Peter King had an article this morning on Football Morning in America. Mm-hmm. Football Morning in America. He's a blogger like you, Darius.
4: Wow. Hey, Peter King's legit. He knows what he's talking about. He probably, I, got, he probably got a good editor, too. Nah,
0: well – he
4: wanted, He asked me to write
0: one like as a sub one time, and he wanted the seven thousand word thing uh, four months early. <laughs> yep. So he could run it by. I, I don't know. I think he is the editor. I think he yep. is potentially the editor. He has high sources though very he's been around a long time his sources are very high up i actually think the owners and we'll talk about this maybe in the next hour use peter king as a time crier for all the other owners actually because in his article this morning he said uh good money Uh, Yeah, he said, league meetings this week in New York, notable for this reason. It's the first time owners have met in mass in person since December 2019. Not a lot of substance on the agenda. Okay, first meeting since 2019, not a lot of substance on the agenda. Uh, You can be sure there will be some discussion on the Washington football team and a congressional inquiry into the league's investigation into multiple sexual harassment cases with the franchises and a league sanction. Right here is where I think... Peter King was sending a message to every single person that's going to be attending this meeting because they can't text this, they can't email this. Peter King goes, smart money is on the Washington football team discussions in the open sessions being pretty vanilla because the league knows it's full of leaks right now. (laughs) Hearing it will be Tanya Snyder, the team's co-CEO, representing the team with husband Dan still on double secret probation and not fully involved in team function. So I think Peter King is used potentially, and I think he has very high sources. And a lot of his sources are saying that the Miami Dolphins are dead, Darius, and that is oh, that is your team, D. But My that is God. your team. B. Flow is not a player's coach. He's uh, they're losing. He's he's slamming his his headset. They're cutting vets that they're signing and paying thirty million. Mm. What the hell is going on down there? And do you know Brian Flores? And what are your thoughts on him?
4: I do know B Flow. Uh, he, he was uh, he was actually my the assistant DB coach. My rookie, my first two years in New England, so I, I, I know him. Uh, I mean, it, like you said, they are, they're, they're dead right now. They stink. Uh, I mean, I, I'm shocked coming into this year. Obviously, off a of 10, ten win season, you thought Tua was going to take another step. He's not playing terrible, but if you watch that game yesterday. X Howard got a pick, set the, the Dolphins up to kind of in scoring position. The next play, Tua makes the worst probably throw of his career and puts Atlanta right back in, in scoring position. So those plays obviously got to be eliminated. Um, another team that obviously is in, in big talks with, with Deshaun, but do you mortgage the future for a guy you're not sure about? So they're kind of almost handcuffing the keeping Tua. Uh, but B-Flow, man, I, I don't know what's going on. And I, I had some people reach out to me in that organization that like, hey, man it stinks in here. Yeah, I, 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 It stinks in this building right now. And you know, hearing that at this point in the season, cause it's, it's 10 weeks left to go in the season. So um, it's pretty early on to be hearing that, but it's, it's not looking good down there in the yayo.
0: Another quote from that Peter King article was from uh, an executive around the NFL who said, somebody answer me this question. We have no idea if Deshaun Watson's even going to be eligible for the start of next season. Why would you be sending three first-rounders plus two second-rounders for somebody you have no idea if you're around? That Peter King article every single Monday morning is littered with great shit because I just assume that he is incredibly dialed in and connected and Peter King went on to say it's crazy to think anybody would do that it's crazy for Houston to not wait until the offseason also said the executive who I assume is trying to play prognosticator on how the Deshaun Watson situation ends up or maybe that person is in on the Deshaun Watson negotiation and is publicly trying to say through Peter King hey there's no way we can give you three ones and two twos for somebody we're not even sure about there's always a game happening within a game and Darius Butler's always the man who comes on and breaks it all down for us. We appreciate you D
4: butt. appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, where, where can we read your blogs and stuff?
4: Uh, you know, it's so every week, PFF.com. I just throw my best three bets in there and, uh, you know, no big deal. Short article, quick read, probably a minute and a half, two minute reads. Not, not, okay. You know, not uh-huh. too okay. You're also on their pregame show, I believe every Sunday, right? Yeah. I go in there for about uh, 15, 20 minutes. Just kind of talk through uh, the games on that Sunday slate and, uh, I'm usually pretty right. You guys should tap in. It doesn't always show my, uh, you know, that betting against the spread shit. But uh, uh, talking about the game, uh, I'm
5: with right.
0: it. And also the Man to Man podcast so. with Antoine Bethea. That's absolutely incredible. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. I don't know where. I have no idea. Might be in Vegas, might be abroad, because this weekend is UFC 267 in Yes Island, Ooh. Abu Dhabi. Oh. Then next week. Another banger, Usman Covington, too, ladies and gentlemen. The president of the UFC,
6: Dana White.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's
6: up, dude? What's up, guys? How are you?
0: Hey, good, man. Hey, I've seen this quote. I think on your uh, wall, Aaron Rodgers is uh, what are you? Aaron Rodgers is uh, book of the week, Art of War. There, Sun Tzu. Do you know anything about this? Have you read this? Have you shaped your life around this at all, Dana?
6: <laughs> I have not, no. You have not read this? No, never read it.
0: Where do you get your leadership style from? Books? Documentaries? You do your own thing?
6: (laughs) That's a good question. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, because this weekend you're at Yass Island, Abu Dhabi, and this was obviously a creation of the COVID, the world stoppage. And you were one of the most forefront loud voices saying, the world wants to stop, but I can make this happen. Here we are now. Post the entire thing. You were forced out of doing it. It seemed like in the interviews, uh, but the idea remained. Now you're still doing business over there. Is this something that was birthed in the creation of necessity, and then now you'll continue to do business long term? And how many more of those types of situations do you have cooking?
6: No, we've been partners with these guys for a long time. Um, uh, probably 12 or 13 years ago, we did a deal with Abu Dhabi, and. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for these guys. They've been very good to me personally, and, and to the sport. They love the sport. And this time, when I go, I leave Wednesday, and I got a lot of meetings over there. And hopefully, when I leave uh, Fight Island this time, I can I can make some big announcements. We're going to do some big stuff over there over the next uh, 10 years
0: AJ has some questions for you but my last one here when you do business over there you said 13 years you guys have been doing business together is it different than dealing with anywhere else because in the fight game there's fighters from all over the world so you have to do business with people and cultures and things that are from all around the globe is it easy to get things done in your eyes do you have to treat anything differently when you're doing international business like this
6: Yeah. I mean, obviously every, every territory you go to, there's, you know, it's it's a little different in the way that they do business and and the way that they uh, handle themselves. Abu Dhabi has been incredible. Uh, You know, when I started thinking about, you know, I was literally out there trying to look for an island for us to take uh, these fights to. And, uh, you know, they're like, we got an island. We we can get this done with you. So uh, they're amazing. Plus, you know, these guys are worth like a trillion dollars. So the, the, the whole COVID thing, they were way, they were light years ahead of COVID uh, th- than we were here here in the United States. When this thing first went down, they already had tests in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi already had testing for COVID. So wow. they, they were light years ahead of us, and, and that was the place to go. We built the most, the only real bubble that ever really existed uh, during COVID, when sports were happening,
5: Dana, I know I've seen your room over there, Dana. That you, uh, I've watched some of your stuff where you take us through the room they give you over there on Yas Island. It's unbelievable the the setup you have. But from start to finish, when everything you you started talking to them about setting up this bubble and doing everything, how long did that take? And how in the world were you able to do that with all the the infrastructure and the moving pieces?
6: It moved so fast, it really did. Thank God. Because really, my, my company was only shut down for six weeks. My people were, were off for six weeks and everybody was back working and, and we were putting on events again. And um, the, the thing over there is what a lot of people don't realize is when you go to Abu Dhabi, the nicest hotels in the world, the nicest restaurants in the world, I mean, just everything there is over the top, unbelievable. Um.
0: What is the it? Hotel the rules, rooms are though, you
6: ridiculous. can't. Just, just everything over there is insane.
0: What is it? They have very different viewpoints on like alcohol and tobacco, right? And, and drug use at all, like uh, marijuana or anything. And you guys,
6: yeah, 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 yeah. They, they they don't they don't fuck around with drugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but you you know you, you can drink over there. There's alcohol. Um, you know they, they have clubs and and, and bars and, and and stuff like that. It, it's it's way more normal. See, we, we hopefully we're all starting to realize that 99% of what you see on the news is bullshit. Here we go. (laughs) Absolute, total fucking bullshit. Every time you watch the news. I can't even watch this shit anymore. I don't pay attention to it. I don't read anything. I don't listen to any of this shit.
0: Okay, so so when you go over there, you're saying it's vastly different than what you thought it was going to be. and That's what you're saying, yeah?
6: There are people that are afraid to go there. They're afraid, you know... If, if they break some sort of law or something, you know, you can go over there, you can drink, you can party, you can have a good time. There's unbelievable hotels, restaurants, and all this stuff. It's a great place to visit. And that's just Abu Dhabi. Dubai is like a whole nother level, you know, of what you can do over there. But, If you fuck around with drugs and stuff like that, eh, you might want to stay in the United States.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and by the way, there's certain parts of the states that you should stay in as well, as opposed to other parts. So I guess we all have different degrees of that type of stuff. But it's such a big place for you. I mean, we got a big-time fight this weekend. Blockowitz and Teixeira. we got the light heavyweight gold on the line. Dana, what should we be looking forward to this weekend?
6: Yeah, you know, this whole card's good. Obviously, the main event... You know, uh, to share is finally this guy. You know, was one of the most highly touted fighters for years coming out of Brazil. He had immigration problems, couldn't get in. When he got here, he went on a run, and and here he is now. He finally made it to, to the world title. Islam uh, Magachev is fighting this weekend against Dan Hooker, which is an, an unbelievable fight. And the return where, where it all started, Hamzat Jemaya uh, is, is back again. And uh, he's taking on Leech Hamzat. Obviously, fought back to back during COVID when we were on Fight Island. Blew up and became huge. The guy's undefeated. He's nine and zero, uh, and he's t- taking on uh, Chinese badass Leech, uh, which should be a very fun fight.
5: Dane, have you ever thought about what you may do whenever you're done in the position you are now? Like, I think you should explore trying to be a commissioner of maybe maybe the NFL maybe NBA (laughs) maybe something else like what what is that uh would that
6: give you any interest I I don't plan on not doing this for for a very long time so uh you know how come how come do you love it is it because
0: I thought whenever the UFC sold or whatever I thought it was potentially in the contract like Dana has to work for however long in the acquisition or whatever it was is it just you are you love it at so much you love all the business the stresses, everything about it
6: I love every every minute of it, and yes, when we sold, there was a thing that said that I had to stay, um, but nobody has to stay or do anything, you know. Plus, that that I think I've already gone through two contracts since we sold. It's hard to believe, but coming up this year it will be six years that we sold. Um, and yeah, no, there's nothing, no legal documents that make me have to stay here. I love this shit. I mean, I'm so excited. I said this before, one of the greatest fights I've ever seen was Zulon versus Covington. And those two are going to fight again in New York in a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that fight. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm still excited. Listen, I get to sit in this room every week and make the greatest fights on earth. Then I fly to some of the coolest places in the world, stay in the nicest hotels, <laughs> eat in the best restaurants and sit in the best seats for the greatest fights on earth. Why would I not want to do this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then, by the way, your press conferences, you handle like an actual human as opposed to a robot. Uh, fuck off. Yeah. All right? That is, I mean, what a incredible run you have. I do worry, though, because I'm getting word. Uh, this weekend at Fight Island over there in Abu Dhabi, you might, you know, business-wise, you might need to strap it up, dude. is going to be there. Ooh. I heard Hezbollah. Is going to be at Fight Island. Listen, you need to get your fucking negotiating shoes on, uh-huh. Dana. Hasbulla does not fuck around. He is going to no. take every dollar from the UFC once he gets out of there.
6: He and I, he and I have a meeting in Abu Dhabi. Yeah! <a> Go! <laughs>
0: How much sure. do you know he is the best? I, I know nothing about him other than the 10 to 15 second clips I see of him every single day from our friend Gumpy, who is... His biggest yeah. fan for sure. What's going to happen? What are we going to do? Is he the new president of the UFC? <laughs> maybe.
6: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. He uh, he might be running UFC Russia. Ooh. <laughs> uh,
0: Dana, have yeah. yes, there he is. Uh, Dana, have an incredible week. Safe travels over to Abu Dhabi. Can't wait to see what. Hey, the Cheetos. I think it was Cheetos and uh, some some cream and cheese. I forget what you got. Cheeto uh, corn, corn, yeah. On the last yeah. fucking Friday. It looked terrible. You said it wasn't excellent. bad. It was That's excellent. Excellent. You got to try it. What's coming up? Do we have anything coming up? And when does that TV show debut?
6: So I got, I have, I, I got one that um, I'm going to do the next one in Abu Dhabi. And then the one after that is uh, I'm doing with uh, Guy Fieri.
0: Oh, oh, hey, God. Guy Fieri told me one time he'd make me famous, Dana. <laughs> Guy Fieri had a cell phone on me at a, a party and told me he'd make me famous. I mean, it didn't work immediately, but the son of a bitch did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so tell him I said hello. Good luck this weekend. Good luck on Usman Covington, too, and uh, thank you for your time.
6: Thanks for having me, brother. Hey, I'm going to get you out to Abu Dhabi one of these days. Ooh.
0: Hey, listen, I I think I like uh, some herbs that they potentially are very against over there. But we can get around (laughs) it. We can figure it out, ladies. I would love to, by the way. Done. We'll we'll make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Thank you. Yeah, Dana! Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allow us to be a part of your day-to-day, we are eternally grateful for it. Forever. Legit. If you enjoyed the show, please be a friend tell a friend. If not, just, you know, just kind of ride off into the distance and act like nothing ever happened. Big thanks to Dana for joining us. Big thanks to Darius, AJ, all the boys and their incredible effort. And uh, we can't wait to be back with you tomorrow for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. It has been confirmed. Hashtag squad. Let me know where you're at. You can win some merch. Ty has given away a bunch and will only continue to do so, especially as the holiday season nears. We're back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers, Tuesday. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these beautiful people into a beautiful Monday night. Cheers.